0: Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one-stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode.
1: Hey gamers, this is Liz Davidson from Beyond Solitaire, and I'm back again to talk about the very tippity-top of the People's Choice Top 100 Soul Games list. We're doing it, games 1 through 50, and I'm joined by my professional gaming consultant, uh, Mike Kelly, where, are you, where can you be found?
2: Uh, one-stop co-op shop, YouTube, podcast, all the fun stuff.
1: And Paul? Uh,
3: I'm over at Gaming Rules on YouTube and Facebook
0: and probably other places as well.
1: All right, and Jeremy?
0: Uh, in the outer regions of your mind, but also <laughs> on Man vs. <versus> Meeple.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so it has been a long journey for all of us, especially for those those of y'all who have been out there watching these Be Revealed 10 a day for the past many days. Yeah. But uh, we have finally reached the top 50. And I'm just going to say, I actually think that the top 10 is the most boring part of the list. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: uh, it's hard to push It's hard to push out the Titans, you know? Yeah. Like, it's hard to make a push on the Titans. Uh, you know, you got some of the top 100s in there, and it's hard to move them. And yeah. that's the way it's going to be. You, you're going to need this one outside of the... T- there's a like, what, two or three outside of the top 10 where you're like, I would say five in the top 100 that you're just like, oh, in two years, three years, they will have s- s- pushed a couple of those out. Mm-hmm. You know, and starting with Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven will not be removed from number one on BGG. It's just not possible, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But Frosthaven will move on the solo list it will move on the solo list uh just due to popularity but based on what i've already played yeah it's just better so <laughs> it's just better well
3: i i, I, I mean, i've been working on the video for the last few weeks i can yeah. i can tell you and this is not an objective opinion uh no this is an objective uh frosthaven is better than gloomhaven yeah it, it's better. It, 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 it tweaks a few things yeah but the the stuff that it adds is so much more involved and so much more in depth and it's 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 fantastic. So, but I agree with Jeremy, I I don't think it's going to knock Gloomhaven off the number one spot on BGG.
2: But anyway, I think what's really telling is um, just to kind of like dig in a little bit. um, You can see, again, I don't know what uh, Kevin puts out fully for everybody, but we have like this little sum of score column Mm -hmm. and number 50, which is pandemic has a 770 total score and <laughs> spirit island has 8400 mage yeah. has 6400 yeah. so like there's a
3: big difference
2: yeah, yeah like like the wow. games in the top 10 or 20 are all like in the 2000s to 5000s right. to 6000s it's yeah. a massive gap whereas like you know if you go from like 50 pandemic is 770 if i go all the way down to 100 it's 420 it's it's still more yeah. than half like yeah so the, the the ones that are at the top are I mean, there, there is one new game that we'll get to, I'm sure, that has oh, yes. burst up. But besides that, these are games that have like mostly barely moved, except again for, yeah, a few that have like jumped a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Although, oh. I mean, of course, in the overall expanse of time, things have really moved. Like we talked sure. last video about Onirim, which used to be number nine. Uh, Friday is down at 39 on this list. Mm-hmm. Friday used to be reliably a top 10 solo game. Uh, Robinson Crusoe used to be like, I think, number three. And it's still up here in the top 50. Yeah,
2: uh, so it, like it just, might bounce again, right? Because we've got the new giant edition. I don't think that's delivered yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it'll come like, next year. Like I said, two, three years, this will this will change.
2: Definitely. Oh, yeah.
0: Big time. But
1: right now it just kind of felt like this this top of the list was an inevitability in most mm-hmm. ways for me.
3: Yeah. Well, this is my first time appearing on the show. So I wasn't here last year. So we've we've probably already heard your opinions on most of these top ten. Um, but I can bring something new to it. One thing that yeah. I would like to say is that. We're at the top 50 now. We're at the games rated 1 to 50, people's vote. There are a lot of games in this list right now that we're going to talk about that I don't think should be in the top 50.
4: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: There's a lot. Whereas there was a lot in the 51 to 100, which I think we should have been on this list. So just looking down, again, Pandemic, I kind of mentioned this with Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I don't think Pandemic is a very good solo game. I don't know. I mean, I've never played it solo, but I just think... The experience of playing pandemic solo. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm missing something there. Um, but there's a few other ones. Race of the galaxy, great game, great game. Solo mode.
2: Is it yeah. really that good? I like I, a solo I mode for that know. one. I like but yeah, it. That, that also has the app, you're right, which kind of muddies everything. Okay,
3: okay. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few as I'm looking down that I'm thinking, oh, I wouldn't have put these in my well, some of these I don't think are good games, and that that obviously. <laughs> In a similar way that people will vote for a game and they go, Oh, wait a minute, I like terraforming Mars. I love terraforming Mars as a game. Oh, it's got a solo mode. Therefore, I'll I'll say it's got a good solo mode. Whereas personally, I don't think the solo mode for terraforming Mars is good, even right. though I love the actual multiplayer game. Um on the flip side of that, I'm looking at this list going, well, I don't like that game, so I don't care how good the solo mode is. I just <laughs> I just don't like it. So yeah, there's a bit of that in there as well. But there's a lot that I'm happy to see in here yeah so just one more
1: question for paul since this is your Mm. first time like have you ever looked at a people's choice top list before
3: uh i've seen bits of the other videos yes
1: okay so i guess i wanted to know what was the most surprising thing to you as somebody who doesn't just follow this list religiously every year like Uh, it's very top
3: um surprising there wasn't anything surprising because i'm fully aware that even on the games which i'm looking at it going i don't think this should be in there like pandemic there is clearly enough people that think Pandemic is a good solo game. So there's yeah. nothing in, maybe that was a bit surprising because mm-hmm. I didn't realise the number of people that played Pandemic solo, uh, which clearly there is. Uh, other than that, there are ones on here which, you know, games that I'm not keen on, but, you know, there's a few on here that I'm happy to see in here. Um, even like, if it pick on number 31, Dawn of the Zeds. I've never played it. But I have heard loads and loads of great things about it. Oh, and, about, and, channel, and that it's, it's got a great oh, settlement. You so I'm really happy to see channel. that on there, even though I've never played it.
0: Oh my gosh, you would love to play that on your channel. Yeah. People would eat that game up. Right. Do oh. it.
1: Get it.
2: That's so good. <laughs> uh, c- calling back from a previous video, I'm very very happy to see Warp's Edge continue to climb. It's a 44. Yes. yeah if 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 i if i had warp's edge and coffee roaster next to each other 10 out of 10 times i would play warp's edge (laughs) okay (laughs)
0: it's like (laughs) i would say eight out of 10 times i I would say it is a better game um yeah it is a better game it's got it's just more action-packed it's got better weight choices of course uh you know and you're you just have more control. It feels like at mm-hmm. least you're feeling like you have more control versus of course, coffee roaster is super random. You're in that bag. I just feel like you have more, like more choice into what you're doing in the, in, in warps edge. So yeah, I, I agree. It's just that I hold tight on my, I love coffee roaster, you know, stay in there. <laughs> my, my big one here, my big one here. And I just don't know why this, uh, it's not like i don't know why this is on this list it's a it's a Stonemeyer game but i don't know why tapestry is rated so high i like i don't like, like it either not like uh. it's not just that it's also the it's not just like what is why but it's like nobody talks about the game it's not a lifestyle game because i give lifestyle games that are big campaign games a pass so like kingdom f monster they're like nobody's talking about it anymore i'm like no because they're too busy playing it that's all they play <laughs> you know like it's that's like right. Bloomhaven just is above all those it's an anomaly game but like most lifestyle games most people are so busy talking about it they're not voting on it on everything they're not posting pictures on online about it that they're, they're playing it you know um and for this game i am really perplexed like even with the extra expansions coming out, I still don't hear anybody coming talking about it. But it does go to this. This is where we talked about before. Easy card flip, resolve turn. Yeah. yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the reason why Stonemaier games are so popular uh, for solo play. So that's the reason why I go like, okay, there is that ease of play. It's beautiful. It's got great components. It's actually at a decent price too. But overall, like what's going on, like the fun factor for me is just so low. Um, well, it's up thirteen
3: places. So tapestry is forty nine on the places. list. Up thirteen places. Now, so, I I really like tapestry. Um, again, I'm I'm fully aware that I might be in the minority on that one. No, you're not. Every, every time weird. I played it, I have a blast. Yeah, i, so I just it seems really like Jeremy and I are game. in the
2: minority. <laughs> yeah. if it's never. I'm kind of iffy
1: on tapestry as well. But I mean, okay, so this and it's not Stonefire Games fault i'm just they just don't do it for me like i can't think of a single stonemaier game that i would that's best in show for me in any did you, just, like
0: did you like side though like i feel like side is fine a game, like i feel like side is a game for me that it was like i yes. loved it and then it like just died off yeah uh, no, that, that's how it, it was for me it got, culture, it got very samey same thing it was like <laughs> like it died off
4: Yes. You know, there's
0: nothing wrong with those games. Like, to me, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that they don't have a vampire for me. Like They're inoffensive.
2: Yeah. But what else can I say? (laughs) (laughs)
4: You
2: know know what I want to throw out? Uh, Jeremy, I know you're with me on this. Uh, Liz and and Paul, not as sure how much you love, like, narrative exploratory games. But, like, in a nice little, like, uh, 15-section chunk here, we got Seventh Continent 29. Um... Sleeping Gods, 38. Mm-hmm. This War of Mine, 40. Tainted Grail, 42. Like, all, yeah. all those, I would say, are heavily based on, like, exploration, narrative, either yeah. way, or kind of, like, you know, uh, sort of, like, emergent narrative. And it, I love... I, I didn't love Tainted Grail until I played the new version with the updates they did. Now I love it. Mm. Th- this War of Mine, I don't love, but I respect. Sleeping Gods and Seventh Continent, I think, are both pretty great in a lot of ways. See, See I-, I-,
3: I wouldn't have pulled Seventh continent within the same three. So Tainted Grail, massive narrative, loads to sure, read, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Branching storyline, immersive setting, absolutely, you know, incredible. This War of Mine, lots of narrative, mm. very immersive feeling. Seventh Continent, and again, I'm in the minority on this. I don't feel Seventh Continent is a narrative-driven game. Turning a card over and reading one or two sentences of flavor text on the card is not a narrative-driven game. There is no The story of Seventh Continent is you go in there, you're trying to clear the curse. But other than that, it's the occasional bit of text on a card when you reveal that card. There's no overall narrative or anything like that. So I personally feel that Seventh Continent is just cards with flavor text on do, do you, and not actually a narrative-driven game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I that, that's why I kind of clarified like more of the exploration, you know. Right. Sleeping Gods, Tainted, not really this war. Well, this war of mine has like, you go to locations and see what event happens. Yeah. But Tainted Grail, Sleeping Gods, and Seventh Continent are all very heavily about like moving to the new page, moving to the new card, moving to the new tile, seeing what's there. I, I totally agree with you that like what happens once you're there there is very different. And I mean, I, I would push back a little bit. The seventh kind doesn't have like, uh, well, I mean, you're right. It doesn't have a story. It, it reminds does. me of one of my favorite uh, video games recently. I don't know if any of y'all have played this, which is, um, outer wilds.
0: Okay. Yes. That, it doesn't a bit, have a, yeah.
2: s- that doesn't have a story. Like I'm not, re- but like I'm exploring and I'm discovering stuff in this that's, world. That's so it has like the discovery. emergent, like world building, like the narrative of my own journey as yeah. I, as I find secrets, but you're right. It, it is a very different thing. Yeah. In a gray, all this war of mine, sleeping gods, literally 90% of the game is your head in a book or an app. Yes. Like reading words. So hundred yeah. percent yeah. agree. So I'm, yeah. I'm
1: trying to be more realistic with myself about these. I think that my dreams going into these games are much more ambitious than my actual experience of <laughs> these games. Sleeping <laughs> gods. I did not like it all. Mm, okay. Um, I, Thoughts of the continent was interesting because I was looking kind of like, it's like, okay, how do I put this together? But then it didn't really hold up for me. Um, I actually, uh, you know, this war of mine, I'd rather play the video game. I'd rather Hmm. play the video game in most of these situations. And then Tainted Grill, I still haven't played. It's just like sitting there in that giant box because I just <laughs>
2: not I to mean, do. you, you got to wait for the updated. Wait for, for yeah. the updates. Yeah, i going to wait. wait. It's so much better.
1: <laughs> but I really struggle. So for me, there's just something that doesn't always connect with narrative board games. And I don't know what it is because some people seem to get so much pleasure out of this. And it makes me mm-hmm. wonder, like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? But I, I think it's also just everybody's wired a little different. You know what I mean? But like um, uh, Sami has just sent me uh, Lands of Galzir and I'm very yeah. worried because I love his work. And I thought that um Donna Peacemakers was just conceptually super interesting, but I have no idea how I'm going to feel about Lands of Galsier and mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, it's it's not you, it's
2: me issue. I, I predict I, you I, won't you know? like it. My copy's coming today yeah. as well and yeah. I'm going to bless it out with my kids right away, See, but I, 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 I do not think it. you'll enjoy it. Oh, you do? Well, All right, good don't luck. You, I
1: not you do. You like no, I think you will.
2: Oh, no, no. I've played Galzier. I already know what I'm in for. I I know I'll (laughs) like it. I'm I'm talking about you. I don't think you will like it.
1: (laughs) No, but I think I might play it with my boyfriend because I think he'll like it.
0: Right. I think for for narrative, I think people search for narrative. They search for it because they want to feel this deep thematic experience. Mm. But those are their least played games Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. least played as far as like um playing it in succession like several times, the most plays. The most plays is what I'm saying. So it's like often I think these Kickstarter type games, the bigger lifestyle games, people purchase them and they don't get a chance to play them yeah. because it's such a big daunting task. And yeah. also having as much as people are resistant to apps that'll do the reading for you, and they are, you know, they they see these big books, you know, Stars of Arcarius is big book and they go, oh my God, I don't want to read all this <laughs> stuff. And, and then they like, but I don't like apps and games where the game is narrated, you know, or Madara. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to read six pages. <laughs> and then they miss into the app and they're like, I don't want to listen to six pages. Yeah. So, you know, like it, you, 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 people do want to be in the world, but I think they would rather have the games that are quicker setups. Uh, I, I'm looking, I'm thinking of Massive Darkness 2 back here. It's just like, I'd rather just get in there, feel like I'm in a dungeon, chuck the dice. Everybody doesn't have to have a personality personality through play and the world I'm in stay there. And I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Cause I just feel like sometimes you would rather just play a game that is thematic versus like have to be drenched in narration. And theme. yeah, you know, like so
1: on that theme, right. I'm so freaking happy to see obsession up this uh-huh. high on this yeah. list. I yep. love that game. And I love that game because my like awakening um, to the fact that I thought that men were hot was watching Colin Firth come out of the water at the BBC. Like, <laughs> 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 So like, I love Obsession because it fits with the books I like to read, the movies that I like to watch. You know, you sit there and you can just talk in a stupid accent or like laugh when you get the the trashy American heiress in there. Like, yeah. you say, oh, I'm good to do bowling. Let's have a bowling event. Like, it is so thematic.
3: So when you say stupid accent, you mean a British one? Just, My just version, to clarify. My
1: my version (laughs) actual british accents are classy but mine is
3: not yeah Yeah, i mean obsession is 18th on the list and it's up 11 places
0: yeah so that's just access right there that's another one access you know uh print pandemic game and uh you know not in print and i'm Uh sure like even the designer it's like everybody pretty much knows this guy by first name it, I, I can't remember his name, but I would just say everybody kind of knows about his first name because he's responding to emails trying to get people to get his game, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and I think that's really awesome. I don't like the game, but I love that people are so into this game and they mm. stick their chest out for it. And that's a great like I love games with a charge in them for it. and like that. Uh, that's a small publisher that has yeah. that, what I call the one skew. And yeah, Dan just, Halligan
1: is the man. He just like, have had the one on my... skew,
0: and the one skew can keep producing and keep producing and keep producing, uh, because yeah, I mean, too many bones was like that for Chip Theory. He was like, yeah. "Hey, you got your yeah. one skew, keep keep pumping just out keep the ones." <laughs> yeah,
4: know,
0: like you know, and they had a good distribution model. They did one character at a time, right? You know, before they did the next expansion. So it's like that. You know, those. I'm really happy for those types of publishers that get that one charge and then uh, they stick around and it continues to pay off. So yeah, that's, that's a great game and it deserves to be on this list, even if I don't like it or not.
2: Talking about a charge and like, just a cool success story. I'm super happy. Under Falling Skies, number 14, Uh you know, that was what, like, I think a free print and play for a long time. (laughs) Yep. And then CGE got it. And I I don't know if, uh, I think opinions might uh, differ on this, but, I think I would have gotten pretty bored, and I some people said like it got a little samey with like the basic one. What CGE did with like the little campaign, like all the modular elements, I freaking yeah. love that game. I think it's it's a great combination of a core gameplay loop with the dice and the ships moving down, yeah. Combined with like really neat additional options added with that campaign mode. So so when oh, you
3: j- just to clarify, when you say that CGE took that game and added all of the extra stuff, it was actually the designer. So the designer Tom
2: yeah, works sorry. for CGE
3: uh it, it was him who did it but i know what you mean it yeah, was, yeah, yeah i, it I, I didn't mean to the... imply
2: that it wasn't the designer it. what <laughs> i mean it's like the when the full version came out when the full version
3: came out so there was, much
2: more you know there was
3: so much more so under falling skies is my number one favorite solo game of all time i absolutely love the game and i and i agree with you the nine card print and play was great and it was a fun puzzle well, then, what an
2: achievement of design, oh, yeah, you know?
3: <laughs> but then all of a sudden, he threw in all of these extra bases, these extra rules and everything else. And then there's the campaign, and the campaign's yep. fantastic. Yep. And that's why it's my number one favorite solo game. The game is so good, mm-hmm. but there's so much variability and there's so much content in that little box. It's just fantastic. And I've played it a lot. Um, and very, very good game. So, yeah, I'm happy to see it on the list. I, I personally think it should be higher because it's my number one solo game, but uh, I'm happy to see it 14th. For Something that started out as a, a little nine card print and play,
0: yeah, yeah. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two two flipping rights, top 20, top 30. Okay, both of which I like Cartog- cartographers and Hadrian as well, which we just couldn't get quit, quit talking about before. <laughs> so that's inter- that's very interesting, right? Yeah, uh, I, I just feel like that that genre crept up. You know, um, mm-hmm. like now we, we do have flipping rights, you know, we don't have, it, it's not just rolling rights now mm. it's flipping yeah. rights. Well, welcome to was the so first one. It? Was on the top yeah. Round, that was like, you know? that was like in the eighties, I think and yeah, I welcome
1: to, so, yeah. Yeah. I think welcome to is great with, with the Alexei solo deck. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm like, this is actually a very surprising spike in that, that genre, which is working well for solo. I mean, Hadrian's wall folks, folks. That is that is, that that is, absolutely amazing solo experience. Like I mean, that Adrian's- is worth, you know, like it, it would seem hesitant. People might seem hesitant because of the price, but I'm going to tell you right now, that right there, I mean, you get a nice chunk of sheets. So you, if you're not a laminator, you don't have to worry about that. You get a nice <laughs> chunk of sheets. You got a campaign you can play. Just playing it solo is just nice, a nice just 30, 45 minutes of choice. Uh, to, to pass up fleet the dice game for me is pretty big yes so, like, i was surprised
1: to, to, fleet was as low as it was, as low as it was because i love yeah
0: fleet. to like completely destroy that game and it does it just destroys it um yeah very very uh, and wait is dinosaur Do- roll right is is um, it's on here but it's way wrong, down. right yeah Rolling right is a flip right
1: yeah
0: yeah and that that's a really good game too like so like, this this top 100 is very interesting with the flipping right so yeah so hadrian's wall is number 21 on this list
4: yes but it
3: rose 29 places mm-hmm. from yeah. last year yeah so it was 50th last year and it's gone up to number 21 on the list that yeah. cannot continue to rise at the rate that it's risen in the last no. year but
1: no. but it's ever that... of rolling rates right now so yeah
3: yeah, yeah now i've not played hadrian's wall and everybody's been telling me for the last 12 months that i need to play Ooh. it because it's fantastic but Ooh. i think the only people that i know that have ever played it have only ever played it solo so basically tell, basically, tell me is is there a multiplayer game in yeah. Multiplayer? No. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay. it's like okay, I
1: played it last week at game night actually because I wanted okay. to teach all my friends. So it's like it's like multiplayer solitaire where you're interacting. Right. You can trade with your neighbors' cards and like add some resources. But for the most part, really playing it by yourself is maybe even the ideal experience. Yeah. I will also say that somebody walked by and looked at us with their little pencils and our little rolling giant treats and was like, "Uh, y'all look like you're doing the SATs." It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> because it's very combo happy and it's very not interactive. <laughs> it's kind of like you're doing your own thing. Yeah. But there is like one one little piece of interaction that's there, and it's mm-hmm. so not it it's so not needed. Yeah. In the game, right? Yeah. And I
1: think it's better in solo because it's a little
0: nasty. It's better in. I was just yeah. about to say that, and it's better in solo. Right. <laughs> so it's just one of those great solo games. You know what game? I, I just it's not on this list. It's not talked about at all. This one here, and Roll. I think it's absolutely amazing solo game, and it just never gets talked about. And you know why? It's a PSC game. Nobody has it. Just nobody has it, and that's unfortunate because it's very much a euro game that's a, a, a roll and right game. It's a full-on Euro game, pretty much. And it's a tertiary game, too. It's a tertiary. and Nick, and it's yeah, it's Nick Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Nick Shaw. Yeah, it's a tertiary and Nick Shaw game, which is very weird that it's not known. And I thought, like, as soon as I Well, I, it I mean, watched, how
2: I mean. many have they done at this point? <laughs> like, right. Excavation Earth is also a tertiary and Nick Shaw game. Like, yeah. they yeah. do a ton of games, and some of them yeah. are good, and some of them aren't so good. So... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You just named it.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, like, put a Coliseum on it, and I'll buy it. So, you know...
0: Oh, yeah, you you definitely need to check this one out. But I just thought about it because we were, you know,
2: I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of these out of the four of us, but and I know they're all in the top 10 and maybe it's boring (laughs) because they're always in the top 10. Well, Marvel Champions is somewhat new. But how about those uh, fancy flight LCGs? Marvel Champions 3, Arkham Horror 4, Lord of the Rings 7. I mean, Arkham is by far my favorite. The others are okay for me. Arkham is the top number one. It's my number one game of all time.
0: And that's the difference between you and me. It is my least favorite game of all time. Yeah, you don't like it?
2: No. Shut up your least favorite game of all time. Least favorite game of all time. (laughs) It It is my least
0: favorite game of all time. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? It it just means that I've owned it three or four times.
2: (laughs) So that yeah, already shows I've, that it's better than the games that you only own once I've and call right it right
0: away. Because I've, I've gotten sucked in. And I'm like, maybe I'll just try this again. Maybe I'm just doing this wrong. Or, you know, like I had someone show me the game, like how to play it. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'm just getting the rules wrong. And I was like, you know, flipping the cards, trying to get into the world. I wasn't into the world. So I was like, all right, maybe it's the Cthulhu theme. I'm like, no, but I like certain Cthulhu games. It just depends. And then I was like, okay, so now I like that. Then I didn't like this randomness out the bag, death. Of, like, course, kind of course, of course, no, That, that I was right. like, I don't like this. So I was like, I don't think I like any of the mechanics in this game, like at all. So I was like, it's just literally the it is a game that re- represents exactly what I don't want. Interesting. After after I played it, I was like, okay, now I've owned it enough to say this is exactly what I do not want in the game, and that is the game that I is a flagship for what hmm. I don't like. Now, different completely flipping on that terraforming mars is w- like right there with it it's my least yeah. favorite game but it has some of the things that i love so much in games and it just doesn't connect with me right at all like, like
2: for solo or in general because right. i don't no, like just, the solo much no, i like the competitive. So-
0: solo and in general like it's just right. the game that does like that has stuff that i love and it just is a miss, like a complete mm. miss for me. And I like—I almost can't explain it. But every time I play it, I'm just like, "This is so boring to me."
2: Now, yeah. how about so uh, Terraforming Mars is eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll get, with, we'll get with, to Ark
2: Nova with... in a second. How about Ares Expedition, which is now all the way up to thirty? Mm. So I like Would that you play version. that instead of just playing Race for the Galaxy? So yeah. Guys, well, I—I th- I think the fact that they have the same like action selection is it's.
3: They're almost the same game. It's just one's got a Terraforming Mars theme right. and Terraforming Mars is a popular game. So, yeah. I mean, I've played solo Terraforming Mars quite a lot. Uh, never physical, only with the app. Yeah. Um, but the, the app solo is exactly the same as the solo mode in the physical game, unlike some of the other things that we mentioned in a yeah. previous video. Um, I've also played Terraforming Mars Ares solo. Um, and... We'll come back to the Fantasy Flight LCGs later because I've got something to say about those. But as far as Terraforming Mars goes, I do not like the solo mode of Terraforming Mars. Mm. I love the game. I think the game is great and I love playing it, but I do not like the solo mode.
2: And I don't That's like the, the solo mode for either. Yeah. See, I, I'm sort of... Uh, <laughs>
3: way too look dependent on the cards. My my, way, uh, way look
2: my whole opinion is is twisted now because I love the the upcoming uh, Crisis expansion for Ares Expedition so much. And that's going back to our first video. One of those things where it totally shifts the game. Now it's right. a, you know, solo cooperative defense game where you're trying to like overcome these uh, goals every turn, and you have to build your engine differently every game. Right. Ooh, that I okay. love. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, but I, I also do not like aries expedition or terraforming mars much solo although like you paul i competitive but anyway sorry paul you wanted to go back to the yeah
3: well no no the only reason i've played terraforming mars solo and as i say i use the digital app and the digital app started out with loads of bugs but after about two years they finally and it's a really really good production now is to play it to get used to the cards mm. so i played terraforming mars solo just to have that experience of playing on my own to see the cards to sort of learn which cards were good and whatnot. But the reason why I don't like Terraforming Mars as a solo game is you have to play it a different way. So in Terraforming Mars, you'll have these cards that are like, look, this is a really powerful card. It's going to give you a really good bonus, but it's minus two points. So in the solo game, you're like, well, I'm not playing for points, so I'll play this card. And basically the, the, the cards are all balanced. Other people might disagree with that, but let's say the cards are all balanced. So the ones that are really good cost you victory points the ones that are no good, you know, there's one card, I think, that, that costs a, a bazillion pounds to buy, but only gives you points. It has no effect on the game whatsoever. In a solo game, you're not playing for points. Therefore, you draw that card, it's a useless card. Whereas mm-hmm. if you draw yeah. the other card, and because the deck's so big, you end up with, and I mean, I've heard stories, and people who played Terraformia Mars Ares Expedition, they played the solo game and they could not beat it because they didn't draw the cards, which affected the climate and everything else um and it's just the fact that you you end up having to play a different game Mm
4: -hmm. than what you're
3: playing normally and some people like that but i i I just didn't
1: you also don't get the real pleasure of the game by playing i don't like the solo goals because the point is to get your engine going and try to get all those points up and make it really crazy like you know, the people I played Terraforming Mars with the most often, and I don't do it enough because it's always fun. You know, they draft so you to see more cards. Yep. And it's like a league where these people play this game like over 300 times. Right. And, you know, the game has staying power. The game has mm-hmm. lasting interest. But the solo mode doesn't reflect that.
3: Except it's number eight on the list. So what do we know? We're all wrong. <laughs>
4: what do we know?
3: It's clearly a popular choice, um, but I don't know if this is because a lot of people go, oh yeah, Terraforming Mars is like my number one favourite game. Oh, yeah. and right. it has a solo. And yeah. maybe they enjoy, I mean, um, the guy who does three-minute board games yeah, yeah. He plays Terraforming Mars on the app. He's played it like a thousand times. He absolutely loves it. Says it's absolutely fantastic. So so there's clearly a lot of people who do like Terraforming Mars solo.
4: Yeah,
3: And as I say, I have played it and I've played it just to sort of get to know the cards and things like that. But when I see how high it is on the list compared to some of these other games, which have amazing solo modes, then I just think, ah, that, that that's a bit high. Hmm. So about- can the
1: same be what? said for Ark Nova? Because I have not actually played Ark yeah. Nova solo, but I've played yeah. it multiplayer and the way the solo is described sounds similar. Sounds and similar. Yeah. It gives really strong terraforming Mars-ish vibes. Yes.
3: Yeah, mainly because there's a massive stack of cards, yeah. and you exactly. only go through a small percentage of yeah. them—maybe a quarter—in um, yeah, a, qu- a, quarter a solo game. Yeah,
0: forty or so cards, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you're just not gonna—you're not gonna see those. Well, if you do see those combos, it's down to look. It's down to did the cards come out or not? Um, but again, Ark Nova wasn't my number one game of last year. It was one of my top 10 games of last year. Uh, it's a fantastic game. Really, really enjoyable. Played the solo mode and I enjoyed playing the solo mode because I enjoy playing Arc Nova. Do I think right. it was a good solo mode? Not really. And I think the unofficial one, which yeah. somebody mentioned earlier on, has kind of been accepted as that's a better one that's, than the one included in the game.
2: Yeah, and it's hard to say in this, it's number 10 this year, Meteoric Rise. Um it's hard to say how much of that is like the Arno solo mode, the unofficial one versus yeah. the, the one in the game. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm say,
0: so it is now my second favorite game of all time. Okay. Played, I, I just play it. Like I, I love to play the game. Now I haven't played it in months now. Mm. And I, that's great. Cause I want to, I was going to play it yesterday. So I was going to play it yesterday. There was two games going for my game group and I just didn't, I just was happy to play Sabika. I just, Sabika. Yeah. but uh, I was like literally going to stop what I was doing and just be like, I just want to play Ark Nova. Let me just yeah. jump in over there. Because that game is, uh, you know, it's just absolutely fantastic card game. Okay. Uh, but I, I feel like that's an example. It's like, it's not exactly Terraforming Mars, but it definitely gives the same feel. So people, if they like it, or if they have issues with Terraforming Mars, that might be, this might be the game that they were looking for maybe, you know? Uh, but I I, I can't, ex- It's it's so interesting to see a game like that just, just, insert itself into like greatness Uh you know like there's something there and i just like when gloomhaven came in they're like there's no way this is gonna stand the test of time you know i don't yeah i like this is the next one the next one i think we got two ones that just came so we have Osorn, and we have you know in this one like they just they are the two ones that are like whoa hey whoa what happened here Whoa, whoa, like (laughs) the gaming community definitely agrees (laughs) <laughs> that these are the next two that are going to survive the test of time. And it's mm-hmm. fun to see that play out in the hobby, whether you are with it or without it. Like
3: That's interesting because I, I would great... agree with Ark Nova. I, yeah. I think Ark Nova is now up there and it's, it's suddenly arrived in lots and lots of top 10 lists everywhere. And it's, it's obviously in this top 10 list as well. Oathsworn, Sworn. So Ark Nova in three years time, I think is still going to be up there because we will have had a couple of expansions and people are still going to be playing Ark Nova in a few years' time. Oathsworn is very, very good, and people are getting it, and people are playing it, and people are loving it. Are people still going to be playing it in three years' time?
0: Yes. You think? So okay. I think, it, I, think our, I think Oathsworn is a lifestyle game that will be cemented amongst the lifestyle games, like Kingdom of Death Monsters. Yeah, I was people say. will be playing it and not talking about it.
3: You think you'll you'll play through the whole campaign, and then you'll play it I don't again? think... I don't think
0: you'll, so here's a good example. I was talking crazy to someone online about uh, Frosthaven and they were deciding whether they're going to get Oathsworn. Mm-hmm. And I said, why would you get Oathsworn if Frosthaven is, is arriving? Yeah. Now that's just me overstepping my bounds, <laughs> first. But I said, why don't you finish Frosthaven and and whatever I said, or have you even finished your Haven yet? Yeah. And that person said, yes, I have. Now okay. we could take a poll. Of people who have finished Gloomhaven now, 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 it's been five years, right? Yeah. But you will not hear those people come out the woodwork and be like, hey, y'all remember Gloomhaven? You know, like now you you won't hear that. But I bet you there's more people who have finished that game that were finishing the campaign. Meanwhile, all the new hotness is coming in. They just don't even talk about it. Right. You know, like they don't talk about it like that. And we do yeah. often as solo gamers challenge people on that. Like, don't buy this because you haven't finished that. And there are just certain games where like I finished three full KDM campaigns. Right. But I don't talk about it all the time. But then when we did our top 100, people found out. They're like, damn, you are passionate about this game. Like, because I have played it. But that was five full years, you know, of time. I've had the time to do it versus now we have so many of these campaign games coming out at once. Mm, Somebody may have picked that one and play the whole thing. And I feel like Opsworn, people are tearing through it. I'm part of the Facebook group. People are flying through it. And you take a couple of years off this thing and you go back in. Maybe they make a full tweak to something by the time the new Kickstarter arrives. You know, you have a new life in that game. And I, I, you know, you never know, you know, you just never know. And I feel like those are the types of games that they disappear from the the everyday talk, but Mm -hmm. they are in the heart. Of those hmm. people, you know, like they're d- in the heart, you know, and, so, and uh, Gloomhaven is like that. I haven't touched it in years, but so I've got these... like 80 hours to that game. Like <laughs> I've gone deep in that game.
1: So what about some of these other newer arrivals? So like Dune Imperium is relatively new on the scene. Cascadia uh-huh. went rocketing up this year. C- uh, it's The wonderful world is making a strong showing this year. Um, how many of those do you think are up here for a long time? And how many of them do you think are up? Because they're relatively new and then they'll just drop
3: I think Dune Imperium is such a popular game and such a good game that, I mean, I've not played the solo mode of it, but assuming the solo mode is at least okay, I think that Dune Imperium is probably going to stay in the top 20 for quite a few years, I would guess.
0: No Mm -hmm. question. I was going to say Cascadia is what I, that was one from last year. So like that one, I feel like Cascadia is a modern classic game. Like it's a yes. modern classic. It will not go anywhere. It will only go up. It'll be in Starbucks in two years. Like it'll. <laughs> right. It just that it's that digestible of a game. In that whole, in that whole uh, house that we had. I mean, the whole store that we had for our event yesterday. We had two people playing Cascadia. Hmm. You know, okay. like it just they just popped up. It was a yeah. two women. They popped up in there. It's like cool. Nice to meet. You. Boom, immediately broke out casket. They went straight to it in the library, grabbed it. And I was just thinking to myself like, yeah, that game's just going to stand the test of time. Mm. Like it just is. Yeah. And the solo mode is so smooth. Uh, You know, whether you like the weight or not or whatever, it, it, it's just so smooth. Like it, it really is. And it's a very relaxing game. Cup of coffee game. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I call those cup of coffee games, where it's just like cup of coffee, play something real relax. And if somebody wanted to play, you can play it right with them 30 minutes later, you know, like I think yeah. that game has a reputation just because it can be played solo and multiplayer. And there's, there there's love for that game. Plus they play it solo.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest ones, uh, except for Gloomhaven, which nobody plays like one player solo. Like nobody plays one.
3: Player. I mean, Cascadia is 27 on our list, Yeah, but it's up yeah. 72 places. Yeah. So it was 99 last year and it's yeah. gone up to 27th this year. I've not played Cascadia, but again, like a lot of these other games, everybody I know that's played Cascadia said it's a great game.
4: Yeah.
0: And Jeremy, you're yeah. saying the solo mode for Cascadia is good as well. Yeah, it's just good. It's just a relaxing game. Right. You know, like, and, and you have to like the weight of Cascadia, and that's the yeah. reason why it's digestible. It's like, yeah, uh, I don't know where Parks is on this list, but Parks belongs oh. on this list. Like, it's just a modern classic game. Like, it's sell, It's everywhere. So if you're ever looking for like a board game <laughs> shelf, it's starting to penetrate with the apples, the apples and all other stuff. It's yeah. a $50 game. That's right. crazy. Like a $50 accessible game that still sells like hotcakes. Cascadia is $40. It sells like hotcakes. That, is, that just shows you how far these games have broken in. And yeah. they both have solo modes. Like Parks actually has like a not that awesome solo mode, but people love the game. Right. right. And they want to keep playing it. And I think that's the reason why so I don't think Cascadia blows my mind solo. I, I think it's just a really good solo mode. Whereas Parks, not even a good solo. I think it's in the top 100. Like, You're it's interesting, like, you know. That's
1: You know what's interesting, though, is that, like, of these kind of newer ones that have kind of popped up in this part of the list. For me, I loved It's a Wonderful World. Mm-hmm. And I loved... Hadrian's wall, but that probably tells you that I just like to turn things into other things. Like that kind of engine <laughs> humming along mm-hmm. thing works for me. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting. Like I feel like a lot of these are quite new to this this stretch of the yeah. list, and I'm I'm curious about which are the ones that are going to become like established solo games versus ones that we really like right now, um, and you know will kind of eventually fall off.
0: Low key, low key game in this list low key and this once again designer uh norsfjord yeah. is very high yeah yes that's higher than
3: i thought it would be compared to yeah. a lot of his other games in so, fact is that so... the highest rate
0: it... oh no we got a, no, we got a
4: 16. Fiespreden Fiespreden is fun. yeah
0: now we're talking about and we just talked about three of them so that's to be our third one those all those games play in like 45 minutes or less so there is some staying power sprawlopolis 30 minutes. Like there's still this weight of like people love weighty games. So the ones that are at the top heavier weighter games, you're like, you know, medium, heavy, heavy, medium, uh, high upkeep, you know, all kinds of stuff. But in that top 50 is also games that are not as expensive, not uh-huh. as expensive and small, you know, and small. And that, I love to see that in that top 50 is games that are also small. Friday is still in there.
4: Yeah, Friday's still okay, in there.
0: Warp Edge is not a big game. It doesn't take, you know, a, a ton of time to play. Race for the Gas. Yes, it doesn't take a long time to play. Role player, once you get that down, 45 minutes, doesn't take yeah. that long to play. You know, like that, I, I like to see see that, and I just like to see that people can afford these games. Yeah. Uh, they don't yeah, have to yeah. just go with all the these gigantic games to have fun and a good time, and people are re- still responding to them. But
3: there's some other big box games in here. Like if we just touch on Feast for Odin again, Feast for Odin is an expensive game, big box, hundreds Feast of components. For... <laughs> but I can play a solo game of Feast for Odin in about thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, if you really know how to do if it. If you, you yeah.
3: really know, you yeah,
2: just you, you just really know. you know, yeah. I mean, out a, and it's, a tough. A tough thing for Feast for Odin is that I think it really shines with the expansion. So it's already an expensive game and you kind of need to buy the expansion too. I, I don't think opinion. you
3: need to buy The, the, well, the, you the should. expansion How makes it that? better. But <laughs> yeah. the, base, yeah. the base game is fantastic. The expansion makes it even better. But there's there's some people who say the game is unplayable without the expansion. And that's, that's, that's totally not right. The base right. game is a great game. The expansion does make it better, but yeah. is not... Absolutely needed. There are some games out there where the expansion is needed. Sure. Feast for Odin is not one of them. But would I ever play it without the expansion? No, because I've got the expansion and the expansion right. makes it better. So I will always use the expansion. um yeah. But yeah, some of these games are not, not long games. And it's, we've got a good mix of small box games, relatively cheap, that don't take long, big box games that are quite expensive, that don't take long. And then still on the list, Nemo's War.
1: Yeah, yes, I was just going to say that.
3: The yes. Very, that very, very popular happy. solo game. And I've played it about four times and I don't ever want to play it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you, no. And, what, what? I'm in the, and I, I get shunned by solo gamers when I say I've played Nemo's War about four times and I, I'm done with Nemo's War now. And the reason for that is whilst I respect all of the people who, who like the game and think it's a great solo game and there I enjoyed go. those games, it took me three, three and a half hours for a game. There was a lot of dice rolling.
4: Yeah. And
3: yeah. and if it was a 45 minute to one hour game, I'd love it. But it was just too much, yeah, too much so, time investment.
1: I, I do want to be, I'm so glad you brought Nemo's War. So I'm always like lamenting the fall of war games from this list. Mm-hmm. Right. But Nemo's War is is pretty war gamey. Like if you mm-hmm. like war games you will Very like Nemo's much. war. Yeah. And then you've got Pax Premier.
4: Yeah. Here.
1: So thanks Ricky. And also thanks Cole Worley for making like historical games sexy, right? We've got something yeah. here and you've also got Dawn of the deads, which Dawn of the Zeds, which is a yeah. States of siege game. And so what I see up here too, that makes me happy, right. Is that there is room for warlike games yeah. and for historical games all the way up at the top. And because those are my favorite part of my wheelhouse, it brings me a lot of hope that you know it's it's possible for any kind of game to kind of crack that top. Second.
3: It's it's not all being replaced by by euros.
1: Yeah, or, or you know, fantasy flight card games. If they yeah. just made fifty card games, would they all
2: be the top
3: fifty? No. Well, they do <laughs> like, such a good job with them, but then again, some of them not so much.
2: Well, I mean, uh, they they've made like solo official solo modes for a few like. Star Wars late. I mean, they, they do them late in the game cycles. So yeah. It kind of doesn't work. Uh, same thing with L five R eleven five rings. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's interesting that there is the the commonality that all these are very high. You know, the LCGs. Um, I don't think they're very similar games almost at all. Marvel Champions is a boss punch game, <laughs> largely. Arkham Horror is basically a board game. Mm-hmm. That just happens to create the board from cards, but it's really yeah. otherwise undistinguishable from like a lot of adventure board games. Yep. And then Lord of the Rings is kind of its own little weird thing over here. Like it's an adventure game, but it's very, you know, compared to Arkham Heart, it very much leans into the card form of it. Right. Um. But yeah, they're all, they they all have the same, you know, uh, <laughs> might of advertising and goodwill behind them to, to help them all succeed, you know?
3: So I was going to go back to these card games um and give you my thoughts on them first of all i'm a massive lord of the rings fan always have been since i was like you know 10 years old or whatever um so huge lord of the rings fan uh massive fan of fantasy flight games is just the production values and the artwork and the, the layout of the cards and everything else and i wanted to really like the lord of the rings card game really really wanted to and i've played it uh, enough to know that i don't like it mm. um i think it's flawed um I, I don't think it works as a game at all and i'm always surprised when people <laughs> rate it so highly um
2: you, you and, and Jeremy, man I, are I just uh, y- y'all y'all have the interesting hot takes today for some of the most popular it's games just, <laughs> of the entire oh, oh, right. and oh, this dude, is a hey.
3: massively popular game and i and <laughs> i think fundamentally it's it's a flawed design and we can go into the details later on um because that's a whole other topic but Marvel champions and Arkham horror of the card game are very likely both in my top 10 of all time. Mm-hmm. I love both of them. And it's interesting what Jeremy was saying earlier on because Arkham horror of the card game has one of my least favorite mechanics in it. And it's the same as in Nemo's war. Yep. In Nemo's war, you have to choose how many of your resources you want to spend. Yep. And then you roll the dice to see whether it works or not. And I, hate that as a mechanism absolutely hate it because i don't want to spend the resources and then fail anyway so it was a waste of the resources or i don't want to spend the resources and oh i would have succeeded anyway and arkham horror has the same thing you commit the cards you put them in and then you draw the token out of the bag. but everything else about the arkham horror card game makes me accept that and just that's part of the game The stories, the way it's done, all of the mechanisms of the game, it just, yeah, fits absolutely perfect. As to whether it's a good solo game, I've played it solo a few times and it works really well. So the Arkham Horror Card game does work as a solo game. It scales well, I feel, Mm -hmm. between the play accounts. And moving over to Marvel Champions, that is definitely in my top 10 games of all time. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love Marvel Champions both solo and multiplayer, and I believe that that scales well. I still think it's a better multiplayer game than it is solo, Marvel for sure. But, but yeah. it's perfectly, perfectly playable at solo, and I've played loads of solo games.
2: I mean, Lord of the Rings is the only one that I think is so. <laughs> it's also my least favorite by oh, right, okay. margin, Paul. Um, yeah, but I-, I wouldn't call it fundamentally flawed. The one thing <laughs> I would say is fundamentally flawed, at least in the initial sets, they've fixed it in later ones. Hard Draw. Well, not not just that, but um, in general, solo yeah the work. rings was totally broken and yeah, like unplayable, exactly. basically. Yeah, um, but yeah, anyway, and that's that, why I'm so,
3: that's why I'm surprised it it's, it's still very high on the list. Well, everyone I, think, that I, I say, know I who plays
2: it, it. Oh, the sorry,
1: reason I well, I was gonna say the reason I love it so much partially is because it's what made me a solo gamer. I was playing a lot of Magic Gathering, and it was too mm-hmm. expensive for me, and I wanted I basically wanted something that kind of had that deck construction feel and um so i i I came across the lord of the rings you know living card game and then i realized i could play by myself and then i did and then i created a monster and so like for me that game will always have like a really important place in my heart because without it i wouldn't be doing any of this Mm,
0: yeah Mm i uh i found Really, what I found out was is that I can't stand LCG games. Oh, right. That's all. But like we just said,
2: out. all three of these are super different. So do you just not right. like the they are. model? So
0: I've tried the <laughs> app for, I think, Lord of the Rings LCG. That's that's, right? no, that's, that's a totally different, that's totally, totally different game. It's different a d- totally different game. Yeah, yeah, so it was going to be
3: a, a digital version of the card game, but then okay. they changed it so much in development, it ended up being a Hearthstone sort okay.
0: of
4: game.
0: That's
3: very different. I do enjoy
0: that. And yeah. the Arkham Horror LG, Yeah, Marvel worst Champions, game you've ever you know, played. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel Champions is one of the most confusing ones. All right, uh, for me because some of the the mechanics in it are similar to a game that's coming, Primal, and mm. I love Primal. I I am I will stick my chest out for that game. Hopefully, it holds up the same way it did for the preview. <laughs> Hopefully, it holds up. There, there, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of time and a lot of development that goes into games over the period of two to three years. So uh-huh. you never know, right? But uh, the way that that system is set up, whereas like for Marvel, just it just doesn't work. Like for me, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I you're mean, talking about some of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah. You're talking about some of the the most interesting theme and how I hear the thematics work. And I played it. I've owned it. that one. I've owned twice. <laughs> and. I, it just, I'm like, I can't connect with this game. And I think part of it really has to do with, it's another thing with the, those LCG games is just the amount of content you're buying to keep up in a Absolutely. sense. And I, and yeah, I think yeah. that's one of those little sour points, but I would have jumped on if I really liked the game. I mean, uh, even when I bought alcohol horror LCG, I think I bought like boxes with it. Like I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I'll just skip and go to Dunwich. And then, uh, you know, maybe I'll skip and maybe just try one episode or something like that. Just didn't work, you know. So mm. LCGs yeah. might just be a, a thing that I don't like.
3: Yeah. I mean, Marvel Champions mechanically builds on every other LCG that's that's come before it. Okay. Um, but 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 you know, just just applies a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. So the Lord of the Rings card game, whilst I don't like it, it set a few things in motion that then got built on. Uh the Arkham Horror card game took things from Netrunner, uh in terms of the actions per turn and card draw and things like that. And exactly. then Marvel Champions for me just, you know, refined everything and perfected it. But one of the big reasons why I like Marvel Champions compared to Lord of the Rings game is that in Marvel Champions, your deck is 30 cards, 40 yeah. cards, 30 cards, I think. And your card drawer is like, you know, play a load yeah. of cards, draw a load of cards. You build a deck and you build that deck and you're going to see that deck and you mm-hmm. might see that deck once you might see that deck twice but basically the time and effort that you put into building your deck is important because you're going to go through your deck you're going to see those cards they're going to come out the lord of the rings game ha- for me and again we could record a whole of the podcast about this another yeah, time I'm about but, to get this out. <laughs> but it's like it's like here's a 60 card deck or a 50 card deck your card draw is one per turn and you have dead cards you can draw a card for a character that you've already got in play and it's literally useless. So you're drawing one card a turn and you can draw dead cards. I'm sorry, but that that kind of card draw mechanism in any card game mm-hmm. should have gone 10 or 15 years ago. Um, whereas, yeah, Marvel Champions, the card draw for that is just is just fantastic. So it just flows a lot better. But, all right, Liz, should we talk oh, about
2: yeah. Mage Knight yes. of Spirit? Island okay, so of yeah, there's, there's
1: two things I want to talk about. So one is the number one we got to talk about it even though it's a repetitive discussion and then two i want y'all's predictions for what is going to be up in this top range next year that isn't this year mm. so just for me i'm just going to say mage night is forever my favorite it's really never going to be as good as i mean spirit island is just never going to do it for me the way that mage night does but clearly the people have decided otherwise so where are y'all on that do y'all like either of these like do you have a preferred I, think, I think
3: Mage Knight's an okay game, but the expansions I think ruined it. I don't know who designed the expansions, but uh, they totally, no. totally ruined that. Um
2: wait, I, I like I like I Volcar. I think Legion? I think Volcar is great. Yeah. No, no,
0: he's he he's designed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh <laughs> so I,
3: so I, so yeah, so I designed the expansions Um moving on. <laughs> That was my attempt at humor. Mike didn't get it. You
2: know. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't pay attention, even though, even as a designer myself, I actually don't pay attention to designers very. No, often no, no. Like it's funny because
3: I remember bumping into somebody at a convention a couple of years ago and said, uh, "So, what's your favorite game?" Then he said, "Oh, Mage Knight." And I said, "All oh, right, what do you think of the expansions?" And he said, "Oh, I really love the the, um, the 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 expansion, the latest expansion with all of the extra stuff in, and the life and death scenario." And I was like, "Okay, you're just saying that because I designed it." And he went. You designed it? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Did you not know? I and mean, It's funny because 99% of it, or maybe 95% of people just assume the original designer of the game designed all of the expansions. And that's, that's yeah. not always the case. Anyway, back, back to the topic. Um, Mage
1: Knight is my love. So. Mage
3: Knight is my number one favorite game of all time. And I don't think anything's ever going to knock Mage Knight off the number one spot. Not uh,
4: for me.
3: I was very, very sad when Ricky Royal replaced Major Knight as his number one game of all time. That made me sad. What was uh, his, what's his number uh, one? Else? Oh. Poplar Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Which
1: sense. I think is going to yeah. be way up top. So I'll say Too Many Bones was a number two this year and it's currently, mm-hmm. has, it has displaced Poplar, but I think that that's going to change over the course of the next year. Play. Yeah. I think that's a flip it different.
0: I would say for me, um, we had to do our top 50 for Man vs. Meeple. And I came down to that 10. Right, Spirit Island is is there. It was in the top ten, but it is so hard to dethrone Mage Knight. Mm. It is so hard to dethrone it. <laughs> but Arc Nova is right there because of the cards. Like it's a very much. How much do you love these card games? And they both represent the type of game that I like. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I went back and forth, back and forth. I was even playing with it when we did the video. <laughs> But uh, I was like, what did I say? I said Mage Nova, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, it it is that close. But for me, to dethrone the king, you have to stand the test of time. So you can't just surge in there. I, when I see people do that online, I'm like, really? Like, you got to yeah. wait a little bit. You know, don't get me wrong. Just wait a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, that one is just going to have to stand the test of time. But Arc Nova, just to show how meteoric that is. Even in a hobby, it's Meteor for me as well. Yeah. I think with Mage Knight, I think the reason
3: why it's my number one is just the, the versatility
4: mm. of the
3: different ways that you can play the game. And the fact that Vlager accidentally created what used to be the number one solo game of all time, yeah. recently replaced by Spirit Island. Um, he sort of He put the solo mode in there, but it was never put in there as much as he would have done if you'd have realized that people actually were going to play this solo. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just the solo mode, the two player mode. I mean, Mage Knight is one of those games that I probably would never choose to play at four player just because it takes so long. Well, would um, more than two, maybe.
4: Yeah, that's, that's two. insane.
3: <laughs> yeah, two 2 player. I play at three if, I, if I'm having a, you know, if I want an all day game, yeah. uh, then three, but yeah. So, Mike, where do you sit on Mage Knight?
2: Um, I don't own it anymore
3: oh how, yeah, do so I'm, I'm, I'm Hi, how do we disconnect you how do we disconnect mike from this chart Yeah, no, I, I
2: i loved Mage night for many years it's okay. not in my it's not in my top 10 anymore i i call yeah. games very aggressively paul i don't know if you know that about me so yeah it just it ended up being tough for me to get to the table it's a very long yeah. game it's a yeah. game that i haven't played as much as you all have i probably only played it like 30 times total i would guess over the years so it's one that i always like need to review the rules to play because enough right. time would have passed yeah. rules aren't good i think you'll probably agree with me on that paul as no i think the rules are really good (laughs) the new ones are great well no i mean the original Uh, like core game no i thought they were fantastic yeah whatever uh you're wrong but that's fine (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah but spirit island is my number i don't know it's it's always like batting around like my top 10 let's probably like my number four i would say right now in general
3: okay
2: um so yes i i i I think Spirit Island is a more accessible game, certainly faster to play, which for my taste tends to be more important. I can play with my kids. Mage Knight, I did play with my wife some, but it's a challenge to play that with, as you all said, more than two. Um, no, but but I think Spirit, Spirit, uh, Mage Knight is an amazing game. Uh, but it, it, Spirit Island is easily better than it. Arkham's better than it for me. Too many bones. Like a lot of the ones in the top right. 10 here are. I think time has been kind to me.
0: Spirit Island. I think time has been kind to it because it's had more opportunity to add more characters Uh you can be playing. This is, this is another one. It's like, if you're multiplayer, you are so into this game and then you can take it down to a solo mode and have just as much fun. Like he said, he can play with his kids and people are like, what you play this with your kids. There are spirits that are good yep. for playing yes. with families. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and well, especially then, the new ones that have just come out. In, the, the, in, easier. Yep, yep, yep. in the same game, you can have someone play the most complex one <laughs> <in> the <game. laughs> yep. yeah. So it's like, there's that. And then there's like, hey, I want to figure out this scenario with this character. Yeah, And you got like 20, 30 of them now to choose from. Yeah. You know? Well, so and also
2: like, like the, you know, b- both Mage Knight and Spirit Island have... I would say somewhat similar modularity and difficulty. Yeah. But Mage Knight is very much higher numbers in a way, right? Like how high am I going to kick those city levels yeah. up and that kind of stuff. Whereas Spirit On, as you already said, you have like easier spirits. You have like the spirits where they tell you which cards to take in what order. You have the new target, like exclusive spirits that are super easy. But then besides that, I can play with no adversary whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Or I can play with like a level zero one or a level one, like... Yeah, the customization very, of yeah. the difficulty
3: is fantastic. Some people yeah, never so, play
2: with
0: those too. So, so, so <laughs> yeah. m-
2: maybe Mage Knight yeah. is the better game, but I think it makes sense that Spirit Island is easier for like the average person to play solo, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm very, very happy that both of those games are number one and number two, because Spirit yeah.
2: Island, whilst it's
3: not my number one game of all time, it's in my top five, and it is my number one cooperative game of all time. So okay, I but, absolutely yeah. love Spirit Island. As a solo game... I think Spirit Island misses the bit that makes Spirit Island fantastic. The reason why Spirit Island is my number one cooperative game is I absolutely love the way that two different spirits have to work together to solve a problem. Oh, well, you can move the Darhan from there to there. Oh, well, if you do that, I can do this. That's what I like. Now, I have played Spirit Island solo and I enjoyed it, but I find Spirit Island at two players way way more enjoyable because you get that working together and i know some people can solo two spirits i can't again brain explode on the floor i struggle (laughs) with i struggle with one um
2: we we have a guy on our discord who solos six spirits consistently i'm like what are you doing
3: (laughs) so yeah so spirit island i can understand why it is very very high on the list but personally i yeah i it's a good solo game but I think it's just so much better with two players. Then again, I feel the same with Mage Knight. Um, I mean, yeah, I,
2: I would agree, by the way. If we're just talking solo, solo. Yeah. Spirit Island, I, I do love solo, but I definitely love it like two, even up to four player. I Ma- yeah. Mage Knight, I adored solo when I was playing it. Yeah. I was like, hey, two players, okay. I would never play it any player count higher than two, you know?
3: The thing yeah. with two player Mage Knight is you're very rarely actually interacting you kind of both play in a solo game Um, yep most of the time i mean i've never played with pvp and i never will play with pvp Mm -hmm. um but even without pvp uh there is there is very little interaction especially if the two characters go off whereas spirit island solo it's just you off you go solve the puzzle
4: yeah with
3: another spirit you're like how can we combo our stuff together um so my first experience of spirit island we talked before we started recording these streams about bad play experiences putting us off games. My first game of Spirit Island, bearing in mind, everybody had been telling me that this game was great. This was going back about three or four years ago now. I got some friends around and we sat down, and there were four of us, and the game plays four. So I sat down and we <laughs> played four player Spirit Island from the rulebook. Now, the rulebook for Spirit Island is not great. Oh. And four player Spirit, so five hours in, we were halfway through the game. <laughs> <laughs> And it put the other three off the game. And they said, we're never going to play this game again. This is awful. I went away and I went, why has everybody been telling me this game is so good? And I thought, I I can see what this game has. I can see what it's trying to do. And then I went away and said, uh, so I've just tried playing Spirit Island four player for the first time. And everybody went, what? Why did you do that?
0: Why did you do that? So,
3: yeah, Spirit Island, two player, maybe three. Uh, I don't want to play it above that.
1: You all right, so, many
3: games? Oh, go ahead. You,
1: go I was ahead. gonna say it. All right. So, you know, we've had our, you know, quick run over the top two. Um, you know, they're there for a reason, regardless of our different feelings about which one should be in the in the top spot. But um, just kind of to bring this video to a close, I want just like a quick shot, what's gonna be up here next year? And like I've already said it for me, it's gonna be Hoplo. Like, I already know I've been playing mm-hmm. Victorum, I've been playing remastered, I'm really yeah. enamored and you know where too many bones had kind of been the dominant one for me i think it's going to go back to hoplo based on my experiences but what are y'all what are y'all expecting to see next year
3: i mean the easy one is hoplo Hoplomarcus Victorum, and or remastered are going to make it very very high on this list possibly even straight into the top 10
2: yeah and uh I'll put two that I think are also easy calls. Um, ISS Vanguard, it's already 131 when I think like five people have played it. So that seems to indicate that it'll probably be a lot higher. But how
3: high up do you think it's going to be? Top 10? I I,
2: I don't think it'll be top 10. I think it'll be probably around where Tainted Grail is, like lower end of the 50s. And then this one I think might be in the top 20 in a year or two, give it some time, is Terra Mystica. Because it just got the solo. Gaia Project is what, 11 or 12? It's 11.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's showing Um, showing that these strong euros that finally got a solo mode are going. Yeah. Yeah. Great Western Trail. Great Western Trail. I think once more people
2: realize Terra Mystica has a solo mode, once more people play Terra Mystica solo mode, I think it'll be right up in the top 20, like probably by next year.
1: Nice.
3: Yeah was so, so which ones are going to drop? Oh, sorry. Go on, Jeremy.
0: I was going to say for Arc Nova would be an easy slant in for number 10. It'll push something out and cause a uh, you know, it'll cause a stir. Yeah. I'm going to go with a weird game that people haven't brought up at all. I don't know where it's out on the list It's foundations of Rome. So when, when okay. everybody finally has it, that's going to have it and they have the expansion, I think people are going, it's going to show up on this list somewhere higher than you expect. I, I, it's currently 1,133. Yeah. I, I, it's I nowhere to go, but up. But <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we're talking about a $200 game. Yeah. yeah. So it's a massive box with loads of 3D right. buildings, isn't it? So it's one of those games where nobody has access to it yet. Mm. Then finally, when everybody gets this next Kickstarter, like more than 10,000 people will have the game. Right. You know, that one. Um, and then, like, maybe maybe after this next expansion, Stars of Arcarius might go up. Like out of nowhere, that'll pop up out of nowhere because of its theme. But like ISS Vanguard is clearly a stronger game. Mm. I haven't played it. I can tell mm-hmm. it's a stronger game. But yeah, like certain games like that will just pop up. You'll be like, whoa, that, that game, you know, wow. And it's just access. It's just really just access to the game. Well, Jeremy,
2: just to put it out there, I'm on Amazon. I can pick up Foundations of Rome right now for the low, low price of $480. Exactly. Prime shipping, Prime shipping, baby. Yeah. Prime shipping.
0: No shipping, right? Cheaper, cheaper than the Kickstarter is shipping, right? That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, where's Uthia?
2: Oh, well, let me look.
3: That's interesting. Where is Uthia? because that's 215
2: gonna... it was just outside 215, 215. so that's that should game, be higher
0: i think because of access yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, because it is very much similar to a game like mage night but yep. so that's actually surprising because even the people who have it are really into it but it's a tough yep. game it's to at to the table so. it is
2: well it is uh that thing i talked about at the end of the last video the average vote it is a very low average vote, which means yeah. not a lot of people have it. And the ones who do love the heck out of it are voting it like really high ranked.
3: Yeah, know. I think when the new version of New Theory is released, I think, I think that's going uh, to be interesting to see how high it goes. But one thing that I'm interested in seeing next year is the games that we've talked about, which have jumped so many places that they mm-hmm. cannot jump that many places again. So Hadrian's Wall currently at 21. It jumped to 29 places. How high is that going to go right. next year? Cascadia is currently 27. It jumped up from 99 to 27. Is, is that going to continue to rise or has that reached its its plateau? So there's a lot of ones which were risen quickly into the top 100. And I, and I want to see where they settle down after a year or two. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, with that said, I think we have a lot to look forward to. And I am really, really pumped about it. I feel like this was a, a good list, even if I didn't agree with all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> and um and you know i think it shows that our our branch of the hobby is live as well as thriving and even like you know i, I wouldn't say post pandemic because COVID's still around but after the great the great isolation of 2020 solo gaming yeah. is still going strong. yeah
3: yeah definitely and we should just remind people that um whilst we haven't discussed every single item on the list people can get access to this list and see see what's in there yeah.
4: yep
1: check yeah. the link in the show notes and yep yeah um so y'all gentlemen i want to thank y'all so much y'all we spent hours doing this commentary and i want to express my extreme gratitude to you mike jeremy and paul for doing this with me uh to kevin erskine for putting the list together in the first place he types this in by hand there are 1500 games on this list i just want everybody to appreciate the magnitude of what this man does for us for free every year out of sheer love for this community
4: yeah uh although Even saying I-
3: that saying that kevin obviously has done a great work i'm noticing a lot of formulas in here ju- that's just picking random numbers so i'm joking <laughs> but that would be funny wouldn't it if we actually <laughs> scrolled right and suddenly every single cell was filled with random between one right. comma it's like oh wait a minute <laughs> kevin's pulling our leg oh my God. He's just made a whole load of this It's all numbers.
1: been a fraud for the past it's all day, been a fraud yeah uh but yeah any last last thoughts before we close it up
3: no no I apart from you guys today have been talking a lot about games that i want to play and yeah. i don't have time to play and yeah. that makes me sad so there's yeah. been talk about you know dawn of the zeds there's been talking about um kingdom death monster which i previously written off my list but jeremy might persuade me to give it a go but the reality is i just don't have time to play all of these games yeah. um you know i'm sat here with Hoplomachus marcus and remastered on the shelf they've been here for three weeks i've done i've I've really wanted to be opening them up <laughs> and, and get them played and i just haven't got time so yeah it's just, it's just it's sad that i don't have enough time to play all of these games
1: <laughs> yes there's so many games so yeah. every other go destroy your wallets uh please ask questions, leave comments, argue. That's fine. As long as it's polite and civil. Don't make me moderate too hard. And um <laughs> again, thanks everyone for your time. And most of all, yeah. Happy gaming.
3: Chisel. Bye. Bye.